Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Billboard on Broadway podcast. I'm Rebecca Milzoff, senior editor at Billboard and your musical theater fan extraordinaire host. So usually on this podcast, we talk only about musicals and the way that musical theater overlaps with pop culture. But last year, I saw this play off Broadway that used pop music in a way I really had never seen before, and I knew I had to keep my eye on it. It's called Significant Other, and it's about a group of friends in their late 20s in New York. Jordan, the main character, is gay and single, and he's watching with increasingly less enthusiasm as each of his three best girlfriends gets engaged and married. There's pop music scattered throughout the whole show, ranging from Calvin Harris and Rihanna's We Found Love to En Vogue's My Lovin', You're Never Gonna Get It to Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me. But the pivotal musical moments happen in the wedding scenes during the first dance. It's a play that's hilarious at certain moments and totally heartbreaking in others. And that's in large part thanks to the really deft way that the playwright, Joshua Harmon, uses precisely the right song at exactly the right moment to elicit emotions in the audience that dialogue alone might not. And it really reminds me of that uncanny ability that great songs have to kind of immediately take us back to a really specific emotional moment in our lives, whether at a wedding or otherwise. On top of that, the cast of the show uh, is mostly made up of actors who actually have really strong musical backgrounds. And to me, they really exemplify what the new young Broadway star has to be. Uh, someone who has really strong standard theatrical training, but who also has a really innate pop sensibility. Gideon Glick, who plays Jordan, was in the original cast of Spring Awakening. Lindsay Mendez, who plays his closest friend, Laura, has been in musicals big and small from uh, Dogfight off-Broadway. That was a musical by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul of La La Land and Dear Evan Hansen fame, uh, to playing Elphaba in Wicked. Rebecca Naomi Jones, who plays Jordan's friend Vanessa, has been in some of the greatest rock-influenced shows of the past several years, including Passing Strange, American Idiot, and most recently she played Yatak in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And Luke Smith, who plays three different roles in Significant Other, 
is a singer-songwriter in his own right. He is a co-songwriter for the Brooklyn electro-folk band Awning, and he plays guitar for another band called Shirley House. So they all came to the podcast, and we had a really fun talk about how pop music makes significant others so memorable, why we're all so judgmental of wedding songs, oddly, and of course, we had to talk about our mutual love of Celine Dion and a lot more. I'm here today with a group of people who I like to think of as my imaginary best friends um, because they're all kind of my individual spirit animals, um, <laughs> but uh, also known as the cast of significant, significant Other. Significant Other is hard to say. Three times fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, starting with? Lindsay Mendez. I play Laura in the play. I'm Gideon Glick. I play Jordan. I'm Luke Smith. I play Evan, Zach, and Roger. I'm Rebecca Jones, and I play Vanessa in the play. Excellent. Luke, Luke is every woman or every man. I am. That's it. Yeah. That's it, maybe. <laughs> Lindsay Mendez, everyone. Lindsay Mendez. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Just keep going. Well, this is, a, this is a perfect intro to the fact that this is, we usually speak only about musicals on this podcast, but I am making an exception because this is, I think, the most musical non-musical <laughs> I've seen in, in recent memory. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell me, let's talk just to begin about the way music is used in the show, because music is a huge part of this play. Um, yeah, well, you know, the the show is um, sectioned off with weddings, and there are dance songs for each wedding, and um, I would say that's the I would say that's the the most um, important music in the show. I would say. Would you guys agree? I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but I'd also say that a lot of the um, the other music that's in the play, like when when we're all out on the town or when we're at a club or whatever, is um, is kind of music that we all collectively decided that this group of friends would have listened to back in, the in their college days. Mm -hmm. That then you know you always jam no matter what. They're like, that's my dance floor song. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of that type of music in the show too, which is really fun for all of us. Um, and uh, and then of course Joni Mitchell is in the show because um, Josh Harmon, our playwright, uh, she is his queen. <laughs> she's, she's all of our queen. Yeah, 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 kind of all are obsessed with her. It's, it's a weird thing that we all are just like deeply, deeply in love yeah. with Joni it's Mitchell. Funny, when I was true. younger, I thought like. I was the only Me one too. that liked oh, yeah. Mitchell, and <laughs> Me then I moved totally. to New York, and I realized I know, everyone I was like, loves I was like, Tony I found Mitchell. this really obscure album called yes. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody gets it. Like I, do. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think that's a moment everyone has in college. Where like, I don't know if you've heard of Joni Mitchell, but <laughs> <laughs> totally. kind of this person I'm into, maybe. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Um, so when you all signed on for the play, did Joshua Harmon, the playwright, did he sit down and talk about sort of how music is integrated into it, like why it was so important to him to? have the songs that were chosen? I mean, not really, but I do remember like reading the play, like when they sent it to me and, and reading that the songs were there and I was like, okay. And, but then it wasn't until like we, Production. we did the, mm -hmm. we, we actually were in rehearsal and, um, cause at first we would just skip the songs. And then I remember there was like one point where they were like, we're actually like, we have the speakers and we're going to use music. And then when the music 
the music became like such a huge part of the play. It's a big storytelling device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. and was so it was like oh that's why this moment works. I mean, all of those like silent moments where it's just music and you get to be the actor that just like sits in music is is really like uh, I don't I think it's what makes the play so special or mm-hmm. a huge part of it. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and I just I remember when we finally got to use the music, how like influential it was. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I remember uh, between Off Broadway and On, when I would hear some of the songs. And some of the songs you'll hear like CVS, you know, like this <laughs> and standing there like buying toothpaste and starting to have an emotional reaction to it mm-hmm. because it's built into the play so well. I think that's a credit to Josh's writing and just kind of our journey with it. But you know, it's definitely you know, like Lindsay said, it speaks to those moments that don't have words. You know, really. You know, really well. Yeah, and I also think that there's some really cool ways the music is used in a way that is similar to the way it's used in a musical. Like, you know, the rule, of course, being in a musical that like you only sing when words cannot suffice to like express mm-hmm. the emotion, mm-hmm. right? And so then there are some moments in the play that are so beautiful where like Jordan is expressing these these big feelings he has for this guy he works with at his office and suddenly this music kicks in that is like really weirdly nostalgic feeling and and like makes you feel like you're you're in water and like yeah, suddenly you're feeling noise. things yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like there's no words to it but it makes you feel something and he's delivering this beautiful well crafted well written monologue and it's like suddenly you're like why am I why am I feeling things? I get yeah. out of there. But it's like, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and then also he he literally he quotes Joni Mitchell right. in, in his ecstasy about his obsession. He, yeah, words don't suffice, so he uses Joni. Yeah, yeah, very high. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I I realized after the fact that there are so many. <clears throat> There are the big musical moments in the show at the weddings, but there are so many moments when there is music and you almost don't realize it's there just because it's so much a part of the scene or what feels emotionally right that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's like, we have all these scenes in, um, it, when we're like at, out at a bar mm-hmm. that like, and sometimes every once in a while someone will be like, oh, like the music was really loud during that scene and I'm like what music like I don't even hear it anymore or it's like hard for me to like you know what I mean it's 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 so natural that 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 is a part of the 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 scene Mm -hmm. that I don't even really notice it yeah like wallpaper yeah Mm -hmm. and I think I mean I think that's also sort of a comment on like how much pop music is part of our lives now too that Mm -hmm. I mean especially for people I think we're all around the same age like it's always been part of the background sort of and part of the conversation and you go out places and you almost this is like what happens when I go out with my parents they're like it's so loud I don't know it's just the way it is (laughs) and that is also I think a particularly New York experience too I mean this is a New York play and I mean the bar scenes are less you know perhaps as New Yorkers we might take that for granted because we're at this place that you know, has a really loud background. You just kind of get used to it. Mm-hmm. But. Completely. Um, so I had I had not really thought before about how judgmental we all are of wedding songs <laughs> when we go to our <laughs> friends' weddings. Um, and it's funny to me to think about what a big statement about a person a wedding song is when you perhaps wouldn't judge your friends as harshly about just their general music taste if they said, I like so-and-so's new album. But when someone 
chooses a certain song, it's like, ugh, well, this is disappointing. Or like, <laughs> oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what she should right. have done. Or like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I think the father-daughter dance song is like the most fascinating. Oh, that totally. That to me is like the most interesting song. Totally, totally. 100%. Sometimes they're very inappropriate. What was Josh was telling? A lot of the time. Josh was telling us about this wedding that he went to and his friend like asked I think asked him to sing um, Lay Lady Lay as their wedding song. He was like, Lay Lady Lay across my big brass bed? Like, that's your guys' song? Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) You know, like, like, and and Josh was like, I'm not singing that. Like, he was like, you cannot do this (laughs) at your wedding. Like, but yeah, it is so fascinating. and, And I don't know, it's. I never thought about how bad we we judge those things. Yeah. But I love that this play exposes that. Yeah, totally. We also never comment on your wedding song, which I love. Well, you have a good wedding, you have a good wedding song, song, so there you go. Yes, tell us about your wedding song, Rebecca. Your fake wedding song. Uh, well, it's um, it's the, uh, what's her name? Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. <laughs> tell us more about your wedding song. Yeah. <laughs> you guys tell about I it. I wish I could. <laughs> Tracy Chapman's version of Stand By Me. Yeah, it's real, it's real pretty. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny setup because in the the first one is uh, Sass Goldberg plays Geeky. It's her wedding and it's it's Leanne Womack. Um, I Hope You Dance. I Hope You Dance and it's funny. And then when we go to uh, Vanessa slash Rebecca's wedding, people kind of expect it to be funny. And mm-hmm. in the beginning, there's this kind of um, reluctant laughter, or the, laugh. the, they're confused, because they're like, oh, now it's another setup of funny, but then it gets kind of sad. It gets sad very very fast. Yeah, <laughs> I, That's what happens when Tracy Chapman does a cover. Exactly. You're all of a sudden, yeah. you're in the most emotional place Why ever. am I feeling these things? Yeah. Don't let me feel these exactly. things. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a beautiful cover, too. And I think that Stand By Me is a perfect example of, I was thinking there's this certain, among the many genres of wedding song, there's like the ridiculous wedding song, like, um, I Hope You Dance. Uh, (laughs) I mean, maybe for a lot of people it's not ridiculous. I don't want to judge too much. But, um, and then Stand By Me is like, you know, the standby, the sort of of classic songs that I think, even if they're good songs, sometimes if someone has one, you're like a little disappointed, like, oh, come on, I wanted something hilarious or like really obscure. Um, but then having that cover sort totally. of makes it much more personal. Yeah, and I think even like the melody line is different. It's that's what's so cool about it is like you can't you can't sing along with it if you don't know that version. You know, Cause mm-hmm. it's it is gonna sort of shake it up for you. Yeah, completely. We have music in the Billboard office yeah. regularly, <laughs> so if you're hearing the gentle strumming of a guitar, that's why I'm not even <laughs> nice. sure who's here. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mad about it. Um, so I I would like to talk about a couple of the songs in the show. It starts out with. Uh, we Found Love, which I feel really sets the tone for things. So why don't we talk about that choice a little bit? Well, it's a it's a mashup. It's a We Found Love and... and um, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of a nice uh, combo because one is, you know, Kiki Found Love, but then also We All Want to Dance with Somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's, a good, it's a good storytelling point. Yeah. It's also just like fun. It's, it's fun, like such a great fun. way to start a show. It's like get engaged immediately because yeah. we're yeah. about to dance and like have a blast and be wearing fun outfits and drinking and enjoying our friends. Yeah. And that was Trip Coleman picked those out and figured that out, our director. And mm-hmm. he's, that's like, he's famous for like 
picking great music like that. He's so good at it. And he just wanted the show to, like, really, like, whack people in the face right at the top of it, which I love. Yeah. It's so helpful to us, too. It's like, it is like starting a musical with a great number because it's like, if we're really tired or something, it's like, suddenly that music kicks in and it's like, yuck, 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 which never I know is my loving. You're never gonna get it. Yes. In parentheses, I have to remember. Right. Um, it is such a great example to me too of the kind of song that it comes on in a place and you just immediately like have to start. Yes. Like, totally. shaking. Yes. Yeah. That that song we all picked in the rehearsal room. Yeah. Because it was Shoop off Broadway. Yes. And we didn't get the rights to that, so we had to figure out a new one. Yeah. And that song. This one works, I think, even so much better because not only is the song that everyone's like, yeah, that's that song, but also the lyrics are never going to get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it like, I didn't yeah. even think it of that. It works on two different levels. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah, we even had a part um, that we cut uh, right before previews, I think, that we, we had the, the little spoken part that comes right before that little breakdown, and now it's time for a breakdown, yes. which was, was kind of like deep. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. deep, but yeah. we ended up wow. going right to the point. Uh, this is what's secretly deep music choice. I was just like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's mine too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then Celine, big Celine moment. Which how much I, can we talk about Celine? How much, it's it's impossible to talk too much about Celine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, do any of you watch The Voice, by the way? She's, she's on it now, right? She's a mentor on The Voice, and it's basically the best thing ever. I've been seeing the viral ever. videos. People yes. are she does, she's so emotional. She does, she's so emotional, and she does every Celine thing ever. Like, she talks out the side of her mouth. She oh speaks in French. She, like, falls on the floor. Oh, and it's all awesome. so genuinely Celine. Oh she's so That's genuinely crazy. kooky. Yeah. 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 I, I was thinking, it. she like she owns the sort of best parts of what a diva is in mm. all our minds. It's like not the bad parts, yeah, but the sort of exactly. delightfully kooky parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so there is Because You Love Me is a big part of the show, and the meaning of it kind of changes over the course of the show for Gideon. And- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Lindsay, especially, and you do a little... Celine voice for us on stage as well. We do. We both. Is that do. just a secret talent you both had, or? <laughs> I think it just. We yeah. actually never like mapped it out. We. It's funny because we never talked about when we sing it together. We've never talked about what we're gonna do. We just we kind s- of like just it into each other. Yeah. <laughs> you bring out the inner Celine. Totally. Well, I'm like obsessed with Celine's <laughs> voice. We Rebecca and I always sit backstage, and we're like. Her voice is so incredible. It's just like like it's it's like it's so elastic. It, she can do anything with mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. 
And it's really kind of unbelievable. And it's so just her. And yeah. um, she deserves all the respect. Right. She really does. She really does. Her voice is actually incredible. She is insane. Because it's like so. And it's held um, up. It's so pure. Yeah. But also so like milky. It's emotional Mm -hmm. too. It's emotional, yeah. Very emotional. Yeah. But we, I don't know. I I love to mimic people's voices. So it's just fun (laughs) for me to get to do that a little bit. We have a lot of moments in the show that are really, actually a lot of moments within the music stuff that are like great for us because they're like they're funny things but it's like really a moment for us we can actually just be trying to make each other laugh mm-hmm. like, like Lindsay can be trying to make Gideon laugh and that is perfectly fine for Laura to be trying to make Jordan Absolutely. laugh you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah and like in our dance and in our and dance, I you dance I mean, like that's that's like totally. just amazing it's we're just doing us yeah we're just doing <laughs> us yeah our freak flag yeah yeah, she's a flying. And I think that some of, I mean, Because You Love Me is to me a perfect example of the way that becoming a wedding song kind of tr- can transform a song. Like, this is a song that in certain lights is, like, super cheesy and yeah. schmaltzy. But in a certain context, it suddenly becomes really heartbreaking and poignant. Totally. And sure. the, it, I don't, like, can we talk about the, how, what it, what the role of the song in the show? Or are we going to give away too much? Mm. You can talk about it a little. Give it a little context. No, Lindsay's saying no. Well, Lindsay's saying no. The broader point of just how the play <laughs> works to change the meaning of a song, you know, and and mm-hmm. so because that song is like the it's kind of the crux of most of the music. I mean, it really you get, it it gets that aspect of it the most, you know. Just like mm-hmm. at the beginning, it means something completely different than what it means later on in the play, and that's I think that speaks to any song depending on how you receive it in your life you know completely yeah. word up <laughs> there you go there's a way to not talk about the specifics yeah, you, you of it you did it really well yeah. yes <laughs> well part of what I personally love about this cast is that you are all really musical people and I think it's super unique to have in ostensibly a straight play a cast that is mostly people we know from musicals yeah. um, or from a musical background mm. um, and uh you know, I'm when you all were were coming up, are kind of still coming up. Um, I mean, what what kind of careers did you envision for yourselves, or did you feel like you wanted a traditional musical theater career, or that something different was always an option? I grew up wanting to be like a Disney pop star, so that was like <laughs> oh, that was my first goal. I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a Disney kid. Yes, wow. I wanted to be like Hilary Duff or what? like Lindsay Lohan. Wow. Oh, yeah, very much so. And then I and but that was also in the parallel with with musicals, and I thought I was. And that, and then I realized I'm not going to be a Disney pop star. So I, it was musicals that I thought, <laughs> I, it was musicals that I thought I was going to be doing predominantly. And then I moved to New York to do musicals, but then I, I predominantly did plays, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not that was not what I thought my career was going to be. I grew up thinking I was going to be a leading man in musicals too, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. not that, you know. <laughs> 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 but it's all good. <laughs> no, it's great. I but part of it was, you know, I, I I was a singer before I was an actor. I would consider myself a singer and then I ended up going to acting conservatory and kind of my interests shifted a little bit in terms of what kind of work I like to do and I think that's represented so far in my career, you know, but who knows where it's going to go 5 years from now, 10 years, you know, you go where the work is anyway, but I yeah. It's definitely different than what I anticipated. <laughs> Completely. Well, 
I think that an important point to make is you all, I think you've all been involved in really exciting new work, new musical work at some point. And you have voices that I can hear as easily in a pop context as in a traditional musical theater context. And I think that a long time ago, maybe there was a prejudice of like, oh, her voice is too pop for (laughs) musical theater. But I think that to me, you all are example of like what the new young musical theater actor needs to be like. Like you can do a straight play, you can like rock out when you need to, and you can also, you know, take the stage in Wicked and totally rule. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. We were all in Mendes. Yeah, yeah. We were all in Mendes. <laughs> I mean, is that did I did you? Oh, I I guess particularly for the two of you, um, Rebecca and Lindsay, who I feel like you've really gone the musical gamut. Um, did you always feel like the world was just open to you in that way, and you could like totally be yourself vocally? Or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I felt that way. Um, I don't know. I think I think I always grew up singing and doing theater, um, and then. Uh, when I moved to New York after high school, I discovered I had other musical like tastes besides just theater that I liked pop and I liked jazz and um, and so then I just kind of challenged myself to to kind of stretch out and see what else I could do that wasn't theater. Um, but and now I think all of that kind of I kind of can float around with it and and mm-hmm. um and use what I've learned as a jazz singer and what I've learned as you know doing pop stuff like in musical theater um but I, I'd say the the good news is I, I think especially nowadays in in the way people writers are writing um I think they just want unique voices that stand that totally. stand for themselves and that like have um uh, have something like particular to say um and so I feel like I've been able to like work with a lot of people and and get to put my spin on on that and I'm sure Rebecca I know Rebecca has too and you know I think that's what's exciting about what's happening nowadays in musical theater um and I love being in plays wow yeah. Who is that? There's saxophone going on. Yeah. What is this even happening? Is awesome. I want to work here too. This is so great. Yeah. What about for you, Rebecca? Um, I well, just to just piggyback on something that Lindsay said before I go into my thing about me. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, something you said just like struck me so as so real and so like you know necessary to say, which is like the thing about people people want to um, write around and create around and to showcase like you know f- real voices and unique voices but also um, like m- the kinds of songs and the and the kind of music that is popular right now yeah. and different there's a lot of different kinds of music that's popular right now mm-hmm. but I think like that is not a new concept like I think a lot of the stuff that we think of as like traditional musical theater was the popular music of that time yeah, right totally. yeah. Yeah. and so it's like we forget that because we feel now that like the genre is old-timey <laughs> but it's like mm-hmm. you know of course that we want to continue to have music in musicals appeal to people and that's like hello we need to try and make this this thick concept of theater not die like yeah. I feel like it's just it has become something that feels so antiquated and like people who are cool do not want to come to see musicals but I think like that's that's something that is not right 
mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, Completely. Um, I grew up wanting to, when I was young, I wanted to um, be a singer. I wanted to like make albums. Um, I always wanted to be a singer and uh, my father was a musician and I grew up around a lot of singers and groups and um, my dad would have, my dad was a vocal coach um, mm. as well as being a musician and he always had uh, groups in in my apartment like ha- working on harmonies and coaching them and oh, cool. so yeah. my mom and I would so sometimes awesome. be like having <laughs> our dinner in the bedroom if my dad was like you know have coaching a group at that time or whatever so I grew up around a lot of singing and harmony and so I was like deeply in love with music as a kid and always wanted to sing and then um like accidentally fell in love with theater I mean I had I always loved the idea of like dress up and like playing (laughs) make-believe but um in in sixth grade uh, my friend Claude Kelly who's actually a songwriter like uh, who writes like famous pop songs it's a funny thing how that stuff happens (laughs) but um Claude Kelly dragged me to the auditions for the fifth and sixth grade production of Jungle Book and I really didn't want to go because I thought theater was stupid and nerdy and like I (laughs) fell in love with it like I just like fell in love with it at the audition like like you know, doing a voice and playing a part, and mm-hmm. um, and then I was just like hooked, and um, and um, but I really wanted to do musicals because I still loved music, and musicals were exciting, and you know, that just was the dream in a way. But then I had a really similar um, experience that that Luke did, which is that I went to conservatory, which is actually the same conservatory mm-hmm. that he went to, North Carolina School of the Arts. That's right. Hey, <laughs> um, and then like my my like priorities and tastes changed. I think just by being at a school that was focused on classical theater and mm. on straight drama, not yeah. uh, it was not a musical theater school. And like, I don't know if it was like snobbery or what, which I think part of it is. But well, um, yeah. but I just was like, oh no, I want to be a real actor. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think it was it for me. I don't know if you relate, but it's it more just an emphasis on storytelling, yes. which can exist in plays and exist in musicals yeah, and missing all, anything. So. And so like, I think before I was just ad- obsessed with having a beautiful sound come out of my 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 mouth and my voice. But now mm-hmm. I was just more less interested in that and just like. telling something compelling yeah yeah and I think along with that that goes back to what you were saying Lindsay because like I think that's what um oh no I lost my I lost what I was gonna (laughs) say oh just that like that what when I finished school and then like doing my first big musical which was Passing Strange like that was like rock and roll and weird and then and then it was like sort of something clicked where it was like oh you can actually bring your own voice, like your own natural voice, not like have to feel like you have to totally. apply some sort of something that is like right or wrong yeah. right, right. or not true to you and not, and like the version of your voice that tells a story most honestly and that is actually okay and better okay. Yeah. And better mm-hmm. I feel okay. like I got, I learned that lesson so early with Spring Awakening because sure. there were, Completely. everybody had such a Different unique voices. voice, yeah. like yeah. a literal, like totally. the sound, but also like their POV as yeah. well, right. which is mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And I yeah. and I thought I thought it was so remarkable that everybody just sounded so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, Gideon, you all don't know this, but the theme music for this podcast is from Spring Awakening. Oh Can't my wait. Yeah. It's, a, it's just blah 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 blah. Oh. <laughs> wait, oh, always? Always, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, That's nice. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Mm. That was my idea. <laughs> don't want to take credit, but I will. Um, <laughs> um, well, and I wondered how there is, this is obviously an ensemble with such great chemistry on stage. And I wonder if you think any of that goes back to the fact that you all have 
this musical background, that there is sort of a musical way yeah, that you all get well, along. Also, like we, Sash Goldberg and John Bellman are not here, but they also sing, and they so does Barbara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. like that's the wild thing is actually everybody can sing. And we yeah. do have, we have like, at half hour sometimes, we time. do sing-along. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we, I feel like I heard something about a rent sing-along. There was a rent oh, sing-along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. But yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's what those friends would do, and it's what we do. Yeah. So, that you know, it kind of uh, crisscrosses. I think it's so cool. Like, for Rebecca and I, like, we always, for some weird reason, because we, I mean, I, to me, like, you couldn't find two more different actors, but we always, like, replace each other in things, in musicals. <laughs> we, we never really? have been in a musical together, right. but we've always, like, something that I can't do, they'll offer to Rebecca, and something that she can't do, they'll offer to me, for okay. some weird yeah. reason, like, like, numerous times. And, and <laughs> I've always more about been, this. like, uh, we've always been, like... I hope that maybe someday we'll get to like actually be in the, something at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And it's a play. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. It's so weird, but like, but I, I just, I think we all like. There's, there's just like a similar spirit to everybody in this cast that is just like so beautiful and so easy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've never been in an like easy with an easier group of people. You're all easy and loose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was wondering when we're gonna start talking but, about that. <laughs> So we're, we're revealing that. Yeah, well, that's, that's next up. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's just, we just, we have such a good time. Yeah. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. I was just saying to someone, too, oh, they're applauding us. Oh, yeah. thank you so good much. Job, thank you. Good time. Um, I was just saying to somebody that, like, we yes and each other, like a, like the, Team Always. of teams, like yeah. I think it never ends. It never no. ends. Like on text chains, email chains, in person. Like we'll we are forever. always just like one person will just like say something hilarious, and we all like applaud it, and then the next person says something hilarious that adds on to that, and it just or goes somebody on and on. doesn't say something hilarious, which has happened to me. Then there'll be a cascade oh. of thumbs oh. down, <laughs> coffins, etc. <cetera>, <laughs> We have to call it out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Coffins. <laughs> Coffins. We have an we have an emoji on our chat system here called corpse thumb, oh. which I feel. What is that? It's like a, a thumbs up, but it's like a icy blue thumbs up. Oh wow! It's like a thumbs up with subtext. Yeah. I see well, like, like the like the White Walkers. Is I, that what that a, is? I don't know if it's White Walker related because it's blue. But <laughs> no, they're white. But they're I appreciate blue. They the are reference. blue, and they'll turn you to. Okay, I'm gonna go. This is coffin, <laughs> coffin, coffin, go. coffin, please. coffin, 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 coffin. Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. I appreciate it, Kitty. Thank you. Unseen. <laughs> Uh, well, you guys are super fun, and thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for, Thanks for having us. Rebecca. Rebecca, too. I want a Rebecca here every time. We need a Rebecca <laughs> sidekick. Fine. You're welcome anytime. Be your associate. Yes. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. If you'd like to hear more about the actual song choices in the play, you can actually find an interview I did with playwright Joshua Harmon on billboard.com slash Broadway, along with all of our other Billboard Broadway coverage. Significant Other is playing at the Booth Theater on Broadway right now. And as always, if you love this podcast, which clearly you do, 
Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Acast. Please give us a nice rating and leave some love in the comments section and come back next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.